Yo, what up? It's NFTQT, also known as Q Harrison Terry. And I have my special guest, Ryan Cowdery, with me. You know, he's not even a special guest. He's more of a co-host at this point. You've been on almost all the podcast episodes, right? Well, thank you for the promotion. I appreciate it. No longer a, a guest. I'm now a host. Thank yeah, you, sir. You're now you're now a co-host. I feel like, you know, you 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 cross nine episodes and that's that's where you make it to. Uh, today is going to be special um, because it's not just me and Ryan talking. We're going to be joined by some special guests. Uh, I, I'm not going to introduce them just yet because we do have a message from our sponsor. So let me get into that. And then Ryan, are you ready to, to talk about our special guests and talk with them? I'm very excited. All right, let's do this. This episode of the NFT QT podcast is brought to you by the NFT handbook. The NFT handbook is a detailed guide on how to create, sell, and buy non-fungible tokens without the need for a technical background. Learn exactly what NFTs are, how they've evolved, and why they have value. You can get the NFT handbook at Amazon.com. All righty, Ryan, it's about that time. Ooh, baby. It's about that time. I, I, I'm excited today because we're going we're gonna to ask some, some tough questions. We're going to really dive into NFTs. And uh, we have a very special platform, I guess, that, we, that, we're, that is going to be the guest today. It's, we have the founders of Async. Now, if you're in the NFT space and you're looking at all of the art that's that's just trading hands, it's hard for you not to know about async art. But for the people that don't know, async art is a new art movement built on the blockchain. You can create, collect and trade programmable art, which is what we'll be talking about a little bit later on this episode. But the way you can think about it right now is a programmable art piece is a digital painting split into layers. And you can use all of those layers to affect the overall image. If you've ever used Photoshop and you know how that that works, where you have you know, a base layer and then, you know, a layer on top of that and then a layer on top of that. Async is, is, is effectively like that. And it allows the art to evolve over time and react to its owners or follow a, a, a stock price and correlation to the actual piece. And it's kind of cool because they didn't launch in the 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 height of all of this NFT craze. They launched in February 2020 and their platform has seen, you know, uh, tens of millions of dollars in, in bidding and and sales volume. And it's just it's just a really cool platform, especially when you start to think about, you know, where the future of NFTs are going. So with without further ado, I have Mighty Moose from Async and Conlin from Async. What's up, y'all? How's it going, guys? Hey guys? Just a correction for for me. I uh, am one of the artists uh, oh. on Async and uh, help out a little bit behind the scenes, but um, uh, mainly uh, artists for them on there. Oh, my my apologies. Uh, see, see, guys, don't don't listen to me. Conlin is uh, that's Conlin speaking, right? Yeah, and no worries. Um, hey, good to be here. This is Conlin. Got it. Got uh, it. Found, yeah. So Conlin's the founder, and Mighty Moose is just an artist. Not just an artist. Just an artist. This man Not made artist. This, this man made Layer Breaker, one of their one of their biggest pieces on Async Q. That's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, well, he he was <laughs> yeah, the one that said I'm just an artist. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, what am I supposed to do, guys? <laughs> don't don't tell ourselves short. No, 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 my name is produced uh, and worked on uh, Layer Breaker, which is yeah the biggest uh, layer collaboration to date. All right, so I'm I'm gonna be honest with you all. This is one of the few NFT projects where it did take me a long time to figure out how this actually worked. I know I did the introduction, but for the people that are listening to us, like, how do you all describe async? Because again, it took me, it took me a couple of days and like, I had to come to your website a few times. And I even said this on our first show when we first mentioned it on the NFT show. Uh, it was just like, 
like what like async like i get it now but like how do you all describe it to artists and investors and, and just people of, of that such yeah sure um i'll take a crack at that um you know the biggest differentiation between us and all the other you know nft marketplaces is that unlike you know other places where you tokenize a finished piece of media on async what you're tokenizing is like a set of instructions for how to render that media so what it allows you to do as a creator is deconstruct it into layers and tokenize individual layers for ownership um, so you have this new system of collaborative ownership where you know you might own the background to a landscape painting and i might own the foreground like uh, a horse in the foreground running across the landscape so now you have two people who are co-owning the same piece but then we take that a step further where the creator can imbue those layers with abilities that are exclusively available to the owners of those layers so a simple ability would be state change. So in that landscape painting, the background might have a day state and a night state. Maybe, maybe there's one where there's like lightning and thunder. For the horse, there might be a version where the horse has a cowboy riding him, uh, one where the horse is without a rider. Maybe you can move the horse, you know, in certain positions. And so now we're, we're basically co-creating within a shared canvas that was given to us by the artist. Right, right, right. So this is interesting because uh, like if I... Like, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to just play dumb for a second here. Let's say I just got an NFT yesterday and I bought, um, I don't know, a, a Ryan, what NFT did I buy? Uh, long necky lady. All right. I bought a long necky lady, a popular NFT. I actually own one of those. So then I have a long necky lady. Can I take the image of this long necky lady, take it to async and then remix it. So then draw an additional layer and then relist that on the, on the chain. Is that possible? Um, no, so not quite. Um, this is really for the creators to provide programmability to their own creations. So as a collector, you're always playing within the parameters and states that were given to you by the artist. So what, what instead would happen would be the creators who made long Nikki lady, they would come in and they would make a programmable piece that you could then collect and, and control. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And then a uh, question for you, Mighty Moose, because you, you, you did do Layer Breaker and that is uh, a, a very prominent piece on this platform. What brought you to Async Art? Well, for, for that particular uh, endeavor, it was really the only place that was even capable of um, doing that. And, and that piece actually took quite a bit of uh, dreaming and back and forth and uh, customization on Async's part, um, just working with them to make uh, that even possible. So it, it kind of started, it was born out of um, uh, a moment in time where there was another tiled piece that was released by an artist that um, had a very visceral response from a lot of uh, different artists across the community. And I just kind of tweeted out to Async, um, what if we did this in a collaborative way uh, and we broke the layer record um, doing it uh, and they uh, reached out and uh, said they were down. And so that it just became a, um, a process of uh, connecting with artists and with them to try and make it all happen. But it really was born out of the fact that they were, they're really the only platform that it could even um, be possible based on uh, the tools that they've given us. Got it. Got it. Got it. Conlon, what, uh, what was it like, you know, seeing a, an artist come to you and like kind of fulfill your, your prophecy almost like you built this platform for just that. And you have an artist like literally in the first year do just that. 
No, it was great. Um, you know, there, I think there's over 60 artists who collaborated and contributed a layer to this piece. Um, and it's, yeah, like, you know, like my name says, it, it just, there's no other platform right now that offers that. Uh, we were really born out of collaboration, our platform, and crypto art in general is just very, you know, conducive to collaboration. So, no, it was just great to see it come together. And I know it was many months in the making, just the coordination, um, you know, everyone did contribute a layer, but Mighty Moose, you know, produced this so that it all looks cohesive and, and and part of a bigger picture. So, um, no, just really impressed to see it all come together. Got it. So I want to I want to go back to to February 2020 when you launched the platform. What was the impetus behind like just kind of creating async? I know that that you wanted to you know turn programmable art into this the, it create a marketplace for programmable art. But like, what brought you to programmable art and NFTs in general. And I, I think this, this question too goes to Mighty Mouse. Like what got you into NFTs? Cause it's not every day you see an artist uh, thinking at this level on, on NFTs on the blockchain. Um, so I, I think it goes back to the summer before. So summer 2018 is, is when I started really collecting a lot of NFTs. Um, I was collecting from a lot of collect uh, artists in the time. Um, you know, the space was a lot quieter back then. So you, you could pretty much just, you know, DM any artist and just start a conversation. Um, so I was collecting from a lot of artists and at some point I, um, I wanted to make some crypto art of my own and I'm a game developer by trade. So I, I wanted, I came to it with like, Hey, what can the viewer, i.e. the player, what can the player do with this new type of art? And so I had this concept where, you know, people could reach into the painting and own a slice of the painting and control it. And at the time, um, I was leasing virtual land to artists in crypto voxels which is like a, a minecraft uh that's kind of like an online minecraft that's built in the blockchain and so um the first piece that was launched in async was a piece called the first supper and so i basically reached out to all the artists that i was leasing land to you know people like matt kane hackatow coldy x copy uh, they all had galleries in crypto voxels that were built on the uh, the land that i was leasing to them and um, th that was the first collaboration um on the platform where they all contributed a layer to it. Interesting. Um, I have a, a follow-up question here. I know that you guys are on your platform all the time, kind of trying to look and see, okay, what are our collectors doing? What kind of behaviors are we, are we witnessing? I'm interested really in like the, the rarity of certain layers, right? So like, does it make sense to own like a master and some of the layers or are most people just kind of going for the master? And if they don't get the master layer, then they're going for, uh, just like some of the other subsequent layers, I guess, what kind of, uh, like collector behaviors are you guys witnessing that are interesting to you? Yeah, I'd say there's really three types of, you know, collector profiles. Um, there's the kind of the, the speculators and the people, you know, these ones typically go for the masters uh, in part because the master is the overall, you know, composition. It's the overall piece. You don't have control over any aspect of it, but you own the piece. And so it's the easiest if you come in and you're like, hey, I don't want to like have to like look into like each layer and to know exactly what each layer does. I just want to like come back to the, to the site or my, my frame and see the art has changed. And so, you know, there are collectors who go solely for masters. Um, there are the other ones who are like the more game-like players. And this is kind of where I personally would fall into where they go for the layers only. Um, I think that's a lot of fun because when you get a layer, you're, you're collaborating with the artists themselves. Like you're changing it 
in response to other co other collectors who are also sharing layers in the piece. Sometimes the artist holds a layer and they change it and like you're changing in response to theirs and, and playing with it. So um, that's more like the game-like player. And then there's like the third, like the kind of like the unicorn-like collector. And these are the ones that really like to encourage. And they're the ones who do both. Um, they collect masters and layers. Um, they're a little bit more uncommon because yeah, when you collect a layer, you typically want to, you know, really dive into the piece and understand, well, what, what do I get? What control do I get over the piece when I own this layer? Um, and so forth. Is there something that you're looking for, like in an ideal scenario, like, so for layer breaker, it had, uh, 60 different layers, right? Uh, or 62, 60 or 62. What was it? Um, it's, uh, there's so there's there was 62 artists overall involved. Yep. Uh, Jeff Davis did the gradient, um, which uh, kind of became our our uh, roadmap for assigning the colors and stuff to create a a flow to the piece. And then uh, there was 60 artists artists that did layers. And then there's a backside hidden layer that was done by Matthias C, um, who's a fantastic uh, artist in uh, Italy. And a really uh, good friend of mine um, who uh, did the backside um, for that, um, and yeah, so it it uh, it's got sixty two artists, but it has sixty layers essentially, sixty ownable layers, and then it has within that there's two hundred and eighty four state changes that can happen um, by those layer owners. So based on what they want to see. Um, there's 284 of those that can, can change. And then there's some crazy mathematics. Yeah. It's gotta um, be millions of, of different possibilities. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's literally, it's three, it's three digits away from the number of known atoms, uh, in terms of the number of variations that can happen wow. on that piece. That's incredible. So Conlin, I guess as, as a founder of this platform, do you like, do you get all excited when you see somebody scoop up the the master and all the layers? Or do you like to see it where, you know, in the case of layer breaker, where, you know, you have uh, like, you know, somebody that owns just the master, which I think is mighty, mighty moose right now. Um, and then like you want to see 60 different people own all the layers, I guess. What, what kind of gets you excited? Uh, yeah, I, I really go for the latter. Like I like when there's as many collectors as possible. Um, you know, occasionally you'll see a master owned by you know, someone own the master and all the layers because they want to really control it. But I think it's more fun when someone owns the master and they're content for the layers to change because remember the layers are still changing within the original artist vision, right? So mm -hmm. even if it changes, it's still within the original intent. So I think that's the most exciting when when every layer goes to a different person. Um, and the cool thing is, you know, with a piece like Layer Breaker there's different, you know, levels of artists involved, right? There are artists who are newer to the space or artists who are more like OG. Um, and so that's one of the powerful points of splitting your piece up in like this is that you can really collaborate and people can come in and they can buy the piece from the artists they like, or they can, you know, explore out. Um, you also, when, when an artist does a piece with layers like this and they do all the layers, you can have some layers that like give a lot of control right. and some layers that control very little bit. And so that allows for different types of collectors to come in. So one collector may not be able to afford the piece that controls the moon and the sun, but maybe they can control like a cactus or something in, in the foreground. So it, it's really just, it's a new way to collect art, um, and think about collecting art. So I, a couple questions here. One, let's say you're an artist, like, I mean, if you wanted to get started with async, is it, is there a process or how does that, how would that work? Absolutely. Um, so we just, uh, updated our site. There's a create button right on the site. So anyone can literally come in, make an account and start using the canvas tool. Um, before you mint, there is a final step. If you're not a whitelisted artist where you do have to apply 
you know, and we do, you know, we try to make our best to vet that, you know, you are who you represent yourself to be. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, you know, we are a lot less restrictive than the other galleries. Like we're, we don't have, um, you know, restrictions on, you know, gallery represented artists and our followerships. Like we're really looking just for legitimacy so because we, this is so, yeah. so we should, we should do an NFT QT collection and just make a, make a interactive NFT on async. Go is that for what you're it. Saying? Yeah. All Go right. for it. Well, uh, I've actually got, uh, I've got an idea on that and I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. All right. Um, sure, sure. Q, feel free to, to chew me out and say bad idea. Uh, Conlin, mighty, mighty moose. Oh, tell, wow. tell me this won't work. <laughs> wow. wow. Um, Ryan's opening himself up. You, <laughs> usually you only, you, you, you pitch your ideas and there's like one person that you, you got three, three judges here. So I'm looking, I, I've been, I've been kind of searching your marketplace to see written written ones um and i've found a few but i was like the analogy that that finally made it click for me with you guys was thinking back to like making mad libs when i was younger right like oh, you wow. had all of these like you know essentially pre pre-programmed slots where you get to put in your own words um obviously it's a little bit different where the artist gets to choose which ones could could uh async handle me making a, a, a massive interactive Mad Lib, uh, on your guys's platform. Absolutely. I, I love it. Um, I remember those books back in the day and again at the grocery store and, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, right. you could have a slightly very different people can come in and, and change their Mad Libs and collaborate. Let's do it. Ones. We're going to do an NFT QT async. You heard it here first, Ryan. I, I like the idea. Uh, mighty mouse. What do you, what do you <laughs> a, a mighty moose? What do you think? Uh, it's funny that you you've slipped out that it's actually, it's actually um, there's a whole history behind the Mighty Moose name, but it, it started off with my love for Mighty Mouse. So oh, okay. I don't mind being called that. that. No, that that's <laughs> what like when you that in my mind it was Mighty it's Mighty Mouse because I default to Mighty Mouse. I'm a huge nerd, yeah. Ryan, to tell you that, but we're not going oh, to get into it. I love that love that show. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think stuff like that is is really the um, the power behind the platform and. I think the the beauty of it is, is you do have a bunch of nerds uh, out there, like all of us, you know, here, who want to collect and and participate and uh, enjoy uh, games and ideas that bring us back to a different time. You know, back when we were kids playing those kinds of things. And um, I think a, a word game like that would be uh, incredibly fun uh, to where you can you can have uh, all kinds of different. Um, things that happen. And I think that's one of the coolest things is, is with the platform is that the collaboration doesn't stop when the artist mints the piece, the collaboration only begins and it goes on forever. Uh, and that's the thing that I think async has gifted to artists and to a community that is really incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. Cool. So as I'm, as I, now that I kind of got the green light, I'm going to start thinking through stories and kind of how I want to, want to like, you know, design that Mad Lib because, you know, there's different themes and everything. What, like, what's, what are the limits to the number of layers and then how many uh, like variations on each layer uh, you can create? Yeah. Yo, can we, I think we can remix the NFT handbook. Yeah. Well, let's, let's see. I want to hear their answer first and then let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 I feel like the answer is unlimited. It's text, right? Well, yeah, go as many states as you want, go for it. Um, the layers, each layer is a token that you'll have to mint. So at the end of the day, that's uh, only, um, yeah, you're only blocked by how many tokens you want to mint. Um, is this on yep. the polygon or is this Ethereum? What's the chain? This is on Ethereum only oh, right now. So it's expensive, expensive. It's a fairly expensive. You can mint your master first with, and it'll use default values for the layers if you don't mint them. So you okay. can still like 
kind of mint on demand. Like you can mint five, have them sell, mint the next five. Um, uh, so, so, but, yeah. so if we minted five, do you pay the gas for all five when you mint the five, or do you pay gas once for putting those? Five? You, you, mint, you, you mint them whenever you want. So you mint the master first, yep. And then if you want to wait like a week to, or or a month to mint the next layers, you can do that, and the piece will still function in, until those are uh, um, before they're minted. And so then if someone buys it, do they pay for the minting cost or how does that work? So right now they have to be minted before they're sold. Uh, okay. So if you want to sell it, you will have to mint it. Got it. Got it. Got it. How, how has that been? I mean, gas prices are through the roof right now. Yeah. Gas prices are definitely pretty high. Um, I'd say, you know, we, we, we see artists who are, they, they, they do take advantage of that. We're like, you mint the master first, you sell that or you sell one layer and then you use the funds to mint the remainder ones to sell those. Um, but I mean, I'm, Ultimately, one thing is that we do aim to be more blockchain agnostic. Yeah. Um, so we will be adding support for an additional chain, which, likely by the end of the year. Which one are you looking at, or what are you thinking? Uh, we haven't quite announced it yet, um, but you know we're looking at all the major um, uh, additional additional ones right now. What's going into that criteria? Like what? Like like what are you looking for? Because I think there's a lot of sure. blockchains out there that like they're they're promising things but sometimes you you forego uh maybe high cost but like it doesn't make so much sense from a security standpoint yeah i mean so we're looking really for like onboarding how easy is it to get a wallet set up for that yep. and then also is there an existing collector base or artists to um to tap into got it got it got it that makes a lot of sense uh so like and then are you are you shunning uh, like so like art is weird because you have like blue chip art and traditional art and then you have like aspiring artists right people that are trying yeah. to like break into the art and and for the longest it looks like nfts might actually change that for the longest the yeah. two groups they they stay the hell away from each other right you've got your blue chip artists and your gallerists and your your curators they they have their own click and then everybody that wants to be in the in the click is on the outside trying to get in right yeah async like from what what the platform is today has the potential to 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 change that which is crazy right like there's like you literally have a fighting chance to do that what is how do you when you think about collectors because there you could go and get a a, a blockchain where like you know there's a bunch of uh kids that like sports nfts and that's the collector base does that weigh heavily into your decision factor knowing that that's not really an art collector uh, base or, or are you are you all agnostic and think that anyone can get into art? I think I think anyone can get an art. Um, you know, in part, I'll let Mighty Moose speak to this after. Uh, uh, but I, I think that anyone can get an art, and NFTs help you get there because art before this was kind of gated. Like, if you weren't a collector or if you weren't in the scene, I mean, I guess you could go to IKEA and buy like you know decorational art, but like art collecting has typically been reserved to like you know kind of the higher levels. And NFTs just democratizes it. Anyone can make it. Anyone can collect it. Um, anyone can walk into a virtual gallery and just start buying art. So no, that makes sense. Mighty moves. What's your take yeah, on that? I think uh, I, I absolutely agree that NFTs are um, an opportunity for people who probably have long created just because they were interested in it and enjoyed it uh, to share and and find a collector base. That's, I mean, it's literally global. So you have a, a much wider range of people whose taste you can connect with. Yeah. But also uh, when you have, uh, you know, like a, a platform like async, one of the things that uh, when we were talking about layer barrier, particularly that I, I really wanted to um, uh, zero in on was that it was going to be a completely open uh, opportunity for anybody of any experience. Um, and so 
and talk with them about that. They were really behind that and really supportive of that. And so we literally have artists who were part of that, who have, uh, who minted their first piece uh, on that project. Uh, and then you have people who have been around, you know, like me for since early 2019 or yeah. some people who've been around since 2018 as, as part of that project. And so you literally see, I think the power of NFTs of crypto art of platforms like async all you know, packaged into that uh, work where you you don't have gatekeepers anymore. You don't have um, people turning their nose up at uh, new artists. They're literally trying to encourage more of it, which is, I think, uh, an incredible opportunity and, and an incredible thing for artists just across uh, the globe. To build off that, I guess the question for both of you, we've seen and we've just discussed, you know, a lot of uh, pre-existing behaviors just in the art marketplace as it stands. But when we start to look at the future, right, like, there's, you've had this platform for a while now. You've been making art and, and, and helping artists uh, sell and create art. What patterns have you recognized in just like the collectors of async? Because I think that when you look at different NFT platforms and marketplaces, uh, there's different behaviors from the collectors. Where, where are you all? Um, what are you all seeing? And like, what would you, what, 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 like what makes sense? Um, I can, so one thing that I mean, that I, 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 why I'm bullish on dynamic and interactive NFTs is that they, they call, they stay relevant and they call the viewer back in and they call the community back into a piece. So, you know, I, I've, I've collected on all the major platforms and um, I love, you know, most of the pieces that are collected, but like sometimes I forget about them. Um, and async pieces have a tendency to like occasion, like for the big collaboration pieces, someone will change a layer. And it'll bubble back up and people, it, it, you know what I mean? It's a way to revisit. You're like, oh, there's that piece. And um, and so I, I that's a behavior that I, I really like to see. And one aspect I, I like about the platform is that, you know, we force you to, to engage with their pieces more. Do you think um, that like a piece could ever die? Like, cause it's like almost like you're giving life to a piece. And then like, is there like, is there, if a piece is inactive for a hundred and or a thousand days or something like that, like, does it, the piece die? And like, uh, it doesn't, I mean, no, nothing actually happens to it, but like in our minds, it kind of dies. Like, you know, there are pieces that, like um, that I bought that are static that I've forgotten I have. And, you know, it's pleasant when I revisit them, but I think it's really cool when someone else who owns a layer can update it and, and force it back up into the, into the consciousness. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, the piece just feels more alive that way. That's kind of like um, how our minds work though, to be honest. Like when you think yeah, about memories, yeah. right? Like I, 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 there's a lot of things I did in my childhood that I don't think about today, but if there's something that triggers that memory, it forces it back into my consciousness. Yeah. I can share like one vision I have for, you know, what, what this art can do. Like, you know, um, we've announced, you know, a, a couple months ago, a partnership with mural, which is a hardware um, physical display uh, for these, for these e pieces. Um, long-term, we eventually want to build our own frames. You know, like uh, when we launched, we had these prototypes. And so I'd love to have a frame that's completely self-contained and is connects to the internet. And so you could put an art, an async art piece there and just sort of pass this frame around from like generation to generation. And I love to have this piece like be dormant, like you said, for like 10 or 20 or 30 years. And then suddenly it, it goes into someone's house and it changes. And it's because someone has like passed the token around or, or like they pass it on to their grandkids and someone changed it. And now the piece is like alive again after like 30 years. Hey, I think that's super cool. Yeah, that's get, a great idea. It's a good idea. You know, you just got to get it associated with like a trust or something. So then that way it's like, <laughs> it's like in the trust, like you're, yeah. you're going to pass this mural along to the, the great grandkids and like, they must do this in order to see, receive trust funds. 
So actually that, what, what you said there, Conlin, um, when you're looking at some of like the companies that are making digital displays for these, yeah. for this artwork. So does yours automatically populate like once it, cause I know you got every night you mint changes if people make changes. So technically like if somebody has that digital display, could that, could they wake up to a new piece that next day? Yeah, exactly. If you have mural, it'll do that. Um, wow. but yeah, that's the idea. Like you could, you could walk downstairs and you go to your living room and the piece is updated and you might not even know why, but like, you know, some character layer that was, you know, owned in a piece, like traded hands overnight. And now someone like in Japan or Australia updated it. And now your, your frame is displaying the latest state. Wow. Um, I, I would love to see that, especially if there are states that were kind of forgotten. Like imagine there's like a, like a, a, a hermit's house on like the riverside and it's like empty. And like after 10 or 20 years, like a hermit emerges and is now fishing on the river. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know there was a hermit inside the house. And now they come out. And like, you don't even know who owns it, but someone changed <laughs> it on the blockchain. Like, I just think that's super cool. It's very cyberpunk. It's very Blade Runner. And um, yeah. it is, you, you brought a big smile to my face telling me that <laughs> I, I, I like that idea a lot. I mean, it makes so much like, I think your guys' platform makes so much sense for like one of one kind of fine art. Mm. Have you guys seen any projects like pitched to you or in the, in the vein of like a profile pick project or avatar project, like a crypto punks. Cause like, you know, you look at those and it's like, it's essentially the same essence, right? Like they created all these different iterations, but they just minted them as different pieces. Like, could you see like a, a profile pick uh, collection being created in this vein where, you know, you get to kind of create a new profile pick every single day? Uh, yeah, like it's, it's very possible. Um, and it's very probable. So I, I would say definitely stay tuned. Um, oh. But yeah. <laughs> Look, sounds like, sounds like I just guessed something that's about man, to come. Man, I hate when people come on the show and they like, stay tuned, stay tuned. You're on the show. You know, talk, talk about it, man. Talk about it. Almost, get, almost. Get, get the people excited, man. But, you know, we, we want that exclusive over here. Well, yeah, it's very good. If you, go to, if you go to the pieces, you can explore them with like this, like this browser and you can click randomize and it'll give you like a random um, combination. Okay. Um, so yeah, very, very possible. All right. We'll, 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 we'll look out for that. And, and when you do want to make that announcement, make sure you stop back through. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you on the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, beyond that, I, I think there's a lot, there's a lot here. I mean, there's, there's just so much we could talk about. Uh, the, the one question I have when I think about async is, you know, where do you, where, like, you can do so much. And I think that's the, that's the, that's the trick that a lot of these solid marketplaces have is like the potential is almost unlimited. Where, what's your true North? Like what, what, like when you think about the end of 2021 and where you want to be in 2020, like where are you focusing and like, how are you dialing your resources to kind of get to where you need to be? Like what, like, and I guess you're the founder. So you, you know, this better than anybody on the team. Uh, all about creation. We want to be the the best all around platform for creating these type of NFTs. Um, you know, we we like to even you know potentially partner up with other other marketplaces. So you know, imagine like the next layer breaker. You make it on async with the async canvas, but then you go sell it. You know, on wherever you know another your own, your own platform of choice. No, when you first um, hopped on, you mentioned that you were uh, you created games or you were you were in the gaming space, and so. Yeah. Like when you say partnering up with, you know, additional marketplaces, I think one thing that just gets me super excited about NFTs is the possibility for and potential for gaming. Do you think async and, and gaming, is there a collab there? 
Um, I mean, definitely there are pieces on the site that like already have gamification elements. Um, there was a piece recently called Form Farm, which was amazing. Um, and this piece is by uh, an artist named Untitled XYZ. And he's using the piece to like govern which NFTs he makes each month. Where, like the layer community layer owners, they can like they can like basically like collaborate. And if you if you do certain combinations, you can make certain shapes and stuff. So that's kind of like a it's like an art piece, but it's also like a governance artifact tool. Um, so I think we're only scratched the surface of like what can be done here. Um, and you'll see some pieces that are, are basically games, you know, things that are like, you know, uh, definitely. What was Common, the title of that piece the, one more time? A chess game? Form Farm. Form Farm, got it. Yeah, there's Form Farm. Yes, you're right. There's a chess game uh, called Cosmic Chess. And this is by George Boya. Yeah, and this is basically a fully playable chess board. Um, it doesn't enforce rules. Like, you know, when you have, there's two layers, one layer controls the white pieces, one layer controls the, the red pieces. Um, so it doesn't enforce the rules in that, like, I could just move all my pieces at once. But if you want to respect the rules and, and play, you know, turn by turn, you can do it. And um, yeah, that's exactly, uh, that was a piece we did in, uh, in February. Uh, an incredible piece. It's, it's a fully playable chess set. Um, I love this. You guys are like breaking, breaking down new formats <laughs> for NFTs, which I love. Cause like, I, I think it just gets, you know, if you spend enough time on NFT Twitter, it's just like, man, how many of these dang PFP projects are going to come out? Wow. You know, it's like, so yeah. I love seeing new forms, new formats, because it, it gets you excited and it reminds you like, okay, this is, this is why I want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely the ICO phase of NFTs right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, a funny <laughs> note on Form I, Farm, I, somebody took a screenshot and uploaded that to, to Unsplash, which is like, you know, like the, the free image site or whatever. No um, way. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, cause I was, I was looking for thumbnails for, uh, like an article I was writing and, um, yeah, it, it popped up and I, you know, I, I used it as the thumbnail and then I, you know, a week later we're talking to async and preparing for it. And I'm looking on your guys' site and I saw it. I'm like, wait, didn't I use that before? Hold on. Somebody's <laughs> putting this out on the interwebs. Oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that, that brings a good sure. conversation <laughs> and into I think another power of the of the blockchain and NFTs is the is provenance. Like the the proof of ownership in history uh, is um, is so easily found. So if there's ever a time where somebody is is trying to copy mint or something like that, it's really easy to just pull out the the date uh, with the TX history of the mint and and say you know this is my piece, this is that that artist piece, and here's the the wallet and the the TX to show that, um, which is another reason why I think async did such an amazing job with, with layer breaker. Cause they actually allowed all 60 artists to sign that piece, which is another just Herculean uh, thing that um, to have 60 artists sign a single piece is, uh, is just doesn't happen in the space. I mean, I think the next largest um, for another platform was like five. Um, wow. Just, Man, you guys are breaking records, I guess. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I mean, this, this, I mean, the async thing too. When you think about the creators, like, so let's say I, I, I am a creator, I'm an artist, but I don't understand NFTs, but I don't want to miss out, and you know, I can't. I, I, I am an artist, so I, I do what I do. Do you think that there's ever going to be an era where, like, you know, there's going to be programmers or like consultants that like just take your art and allow you to just kind of quickly spin up a project. And then like, it's just about marketing sort of similar to like, uh, as a developer, if you're going to, you know, code, a an app or a, a, um, or like a website, you can use like bootstrap or, or a framework, right? Like no JS. And like, you can kind of just quickly get up to speed and, and get going. 
uh, is that is that you think that that async would potentially help with that, or, or what's your take there? Well, I I think Photoshop is going to have a button uh, next to export. You know, basically say tokenize. Um, uh, so people will be tokenizing right from Photoshop. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think that that's any a good way to look at it actually because it simplifies everything. I know how to use Photoshop. I know yeah. how to create within that. And so just like with crypto, how you know people, banks were, were banks and people are naysaying it and. You know, they're going to use it whether they know it or not. Right. You know, old people, are, their retirement funds are going to be put into crypto whether they know it or not. Same thing with artists. Even the artists of today who are saying they don't like it, there's going to be a moment where they're going to have tokenized it and they didn't even even realize it. That's real. That's real. <laughs> How many years do you think it's going to happen? Uh, this year. <laughs> no, oh, wow. It's prob- prob- no, no, uh, probably a few more years. I mean, but I'll say it'll be mm-hmm. faster than we thought because it's all NFT boom. No one could have predicted that it would be booming this year. I think we all thought it was going to be like 10 years plus before, you know, NFTs were on the headlines. Of, I mean, correct me if, if you disagree, but like, for sure, I don't think we, right. Like NFTs on the wall street journal and Forbes, like this year, I think we all were ready for like a five, 10 year slog if we had to, and it just exploded. So anyway, I think it'll be faster than we anticipate. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I got, I got one last question. This is, this is very much a softball question for, for you, Conlin, actually. Um, as I'm browsing the marketplace, I see uh, some pretty notable artist names from X copy to Frankie nines, even Coldies on there. Like, what does it mean to you guys to see like notable NFT artists? You know, it's, it's one thing to have like big name traditional artists, but to see like, you know, an NFT artist who's had success elsewhere, then come to you guys. What does that mean to you guys? Um, it's a little bit, I mean, it's a little bit, uh, you know, like I said, I was, I was losing land to like, you know, Coldy and Xcopy before this. Um, and so I guess I, we were interacting before this whole thing blew up, but it's always, it's, you know, it's always humbling when like a, a big artist is, especially in the space, he's like, you know, big artists, like, you know, Matt Cain and people like that who are selling in galleries when they use the tool, I'd say that's always the goal. Uh, it feels good to see, see that. And they, whenever they come, they always come with like their A game. Um, X copy, especially that if you look at his pieces on the platform, um, you know, first he did one, which is kind of a simple banks, it's called Bankster. It's like a, a banker style piece, very fun commentary piece. But then his Doom Party one, he had a layer where one layer owner could basically cover up and obscure one of the participants entirely and doom them with like a, a skeleton hand. So you're basically <laughs> dooming them and very crazy. And then his next piece of the rabble, which is like uh, 40 different heads all screaming at each other um, with an optional face mask they could take on and off. Um, he, he, he outdid himself there because he had a layer that was reserved for him only. And so during the auction, he triggered it and it covers the entire piece. And like, it's like a breaking news style, like um, uh, news anchor. So wow. like, Again, like just completely everyone away. And um, it's all, I guess what I would say is like, it's always exciting when, you know, these big artists come in because they always bring their A game and they always surprise us and push the platform. There's a reason why he's the OG of OGs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, those, are, those are some creative ideas. He definitely could have taken an easy route and just, you know, kind of taken some of his older pieces and, 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 and shown some of the other layers that he didn't publish, but yeah. he, uh, you know, he, he's definitely breaking ground there. And Coldy um, for his piece, choose your own adventure. Um, you know, really amazing piece. One of the cool things there, there's 30 different little characters. They all represent, you know, himself at different stages throughout his um, his crypto career. But they get smaller as you get to the um to the the, the horizon line. And then there's one called like the outlier. Like um, it's at the very end, and it's the smallest layer on the piece. But all the outliers up to up to it can only go from black to white. Like they only can go like shades of gray. But that outlier can become any color you want. And um, 
I liked that he was basically pushing like how valuable you could you make the smallest control be. And so that, I think that ended up, I don't think it was the most highest selling layer, but it was one of the more valuable layers in the piece. And it's the one that has the least amount of control because of its position and it's uh, uh, thematically, it's the outlier that's leading all 30 of them. Hmm. Man, I could sit and think on that all day. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh, you got anything? Uh, I, I, for the most part, I think I got what I, what I wanted to learn. No, I mean, I'm, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good. I mean, this is, this has been one heck of an episode. Like a reason why I'm silent is mainly because I'm just thinking about all the possibilities of async art and just, you know, I think one thing that no one's mentioned yet before we go is just the ability now for like art collectives to showcase all of their artists in like a cohesive mosaic style mm. piece. And like, you know, it's like, check out our async profile and like, I mean, even DAOs, right? Like, you know, one way you could fund a DAO is through an async collection, right? Everyone contribute. Um, you get a, a, enough to mint, obviously, your layers and uh, you just kind of keep that going. And so like when you need more more money or you need more resources and funding, you can uh, you can you can point every point that point all the vessels towards like, you know, moving the next layer and saying like, hey, we need this to sell so we can do X, Y and Z. And it's an interesting way to like create funding. So like, I don't know, there's just we could talk about this all day. Unfortunately, we are at time. I do have to let everyone know that this episode of the NFT QT podcast was brought to you by the NFT handbook. The NFT handbook is a detailed guide on how to create, sell, and buy non-fungible tokens without the need for a technical background. You can learn exactly what NFTs are, how they've evolved, and why they have value at Amazon.com. Just go ahead and type in the NFT uh, handbook, and, and it's, it's, it's right there for you to, to, to get. Beyond that, Ryan, it's been great. Mighty Moose, a.k.a. Young Mighty Mouse. We'll call you the, the, the newly established <laughs> Mighty Mouse. It's been, it's been a pleasure. And... Conlin, thank you for creating async art. Thank you for bringing this to the space, you know, the NFT world. Um, we love you dearly for it. Thank you. Thanks for having us.